Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Llewellyn, do you want to tell our friends what journey we are embarking on together today? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know because I don't want to say it and then us fail. I think the accountability could be helpful <laughs> considering our track record. Uh, friends, we've gotten a little lazy in life. <laughs> so we've decided to hold each other accountable from afar and attempt to work out again. Yes. We shall see how it goes. I've already done mine today. Leanne's got to do hers still. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I about died. I, no, I didn't die. But I can, I'll say this. I can definitely tell my age. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That does not bode well for me. Well, it also doesn't help. And I mean, we could talk about this offline too, but I, the the program that we picked, um, I remember starting this program a while back, like when we had first signed up for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was quickly reminded this morning that I don't like this program. Oh, no. Why? Um, well, it's, I mean, in theory, it's nice. It's what, six workouts? Six, six minutes? Six reps. Six reps. Yeah, it's like... It's like it's it six flows. workouts yeah. for six reps, six times a week. Yeah. So, like, it flows nicely. It's like but, six, 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 and six for yeah. six weeks. That's what it is. But it's, um, I don't know. And I think I'm probably just comparing it to the other one that we did on there. And I really liked the layout and the flow of that one where I felt like there was more coaching and like I learned more. Whereas this one, it's like they throw you into it. So one thing I I was going to text you and tell you, but I forgot. So I'm glad I'm telling the whole world now. Um, Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) um, Definitely like look at the workouts before you start it because they Mm. don't give you like a, this is what you're going to do. They just like start. So I would definitely take a minute and like go through all of them to make sure you understand the order, what they are. And they're not hard, but like, sure, because I haven't worked out in, I'm not even going to admit how long. It's been years. It's it's been a while. It's been like a solid year for me. Okay, I guess I should say I've I've gone on some runs, but like I've not done like weights Mm -hmm. and all of that. So I've I've done some workouts, but not like this. And my heart rate, let's just say there were a few times I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm, like, so upset <sighs> to admit that because I don't like to admit that I can't do something. So Well, and part of me thinks, like, okay, this is an intense, like, you're doing it six days a week. We're going from couch potatoes to... <laughs> right six days a week whereas like there were some other programs where we could work out three days a week but I was like if I actually want to see like some difference and some change in me and even if this just kickstart a regular routine and if the routine is only three or four days a week yeah like that'll be fine for me I just need to prove to myself that I can stick with something because I have not done that and I need to see some progress or else I'm going to think that it's not worth it even though it is yeah but you got to give yourself some grace because we are going from like zero to 60. <laughs> yeah. And That's I think a pun. <laughs> I also like definitely started because they do like beginner, intermediate, advanced. Like there's three different yes. people. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, I was like, oh, I can do the intermediate. Like that's not a big deal. Sure. Mm. I should have stuck with beginner because I think mm-hmm. what I did is I started too hard right out, right out of the gate because – you just yeah. warmed up, like you're feeling good, but then you right. get like four reps in and you're like, okay, I need to back off. So yeah, I think I'm going to stick to the beginner and just like yeah. work my way up. Up. That's a great, like almost as soon as you start seeing progress, like in the beginner, like you could do the first three weeks in beginner and then do the next three weeks in intermediate. Well, it's nice that like the one thing I like about this version is that it like there's like each person is a different level. So like if right. there's one workout where you need to do beginner, but like the next one you're like, oh, I can do bicep curls at an intermediate level. Like, mm-hmm. okay, which is nice. But I think starting at all of them at intermediate and then I went back down to beginner. And by that point I was like, my heart Tired. was like, what are you doing to me? So yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to start with beginner. And then if like towards the end of my reps, I feel like it's still easy, then I'll up to intermediate. But Nice. Anyways, that was long. We could have chatted offline, but... That's okay. 
I want our friends to know what we're doing. Yeah, so just uh, send us good vibes. Yeah, so for those of you that have been with us for a while, we (laughs) had recently been, like, recording way ahead of time. Right now, we're sort of on, like, a week by week, so... It's Tuesday before launch, <laughs> so we we turn this episode around in like thirty six hours, yeah, and uh, and post it for you guys to hear. So this is like in real time, like we are just starting. You will get no pre pictures from us, and you will get zero progress pictures from us. You'll just have to trust our <laughs> trust that we're doing it. Yeah, we ain't that vulnerable, people. <laughs> Anyways, okay, well, let's get into the episode recap, the one with the fake party. Cool, cool. All right, so this week we watched season four, episode 16, titled mm-hmm. The One with the Fake Party. Um, this one had a teleplay by Shana Goldberg, Mihan, and Scott Silveri, story by Alicia Skye, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Variatis, so sorry. Um, and directed by Michael Lembeck, and originally aired on March 19, 1998. To become better acquainted with her crush, Joshua, Rachel inadvertently thwarts Ross's plans, and Phoebe's pregnancy cravings evoke a sympathetic response from Joey. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that normally when I'm leading, I will do by... why, Why am I forgetting everything? I do by storylines um yeah sorry y'all it's i'm tired um but this week because the episode if you've seen this episode recently you know which one it is they spend about 85 90 percent of the time in the apartment um and like scene by scene it's just like they're in a different spot in the apartment so it doesn't really make sense to do it by storylines because they all just like ebb and flow in and out of each other yeah they're so blurred together yeah so I will still lead this week, but I'm going to do it Leanne style. <laughs> so I apologize if it's terrible because she's better at telling like the full story than I am. So just bear with you, us. You do a great job. Yeah, thanks. Um, all right. So the episode has a soft open in the apartment and we see Phoebe is visibly frustrated and Chandler and Monica are there trying to console her because everything that she wants to eat makes her nauseous so she's not eating um and they are just consoling her it's not really a big thing and then she smells something like out of nowhere she smells something super good (laughs) so she walks towards the bathroom which is a weird place to smell something good food wise and she walks in and she's asking joey like what is it that smells good in here and he pokes his head out and he's like is it my guava shampoo she's like no it's not that and then he sticks his hand out with a sandwich. And he's like, what about my bologna sandwich? <laughs> and because naturally. That bread would be sopping wet. It's so soggy. <laughs> so gross. Um, um, so she, she smells it and she gets frustrated because the baby is craving bologna, which we all mm. know is something that Phoebe does not eat. Um, yes. And then Joey also sticks out a pickle. So not only did he have a sandwich in there, he also had a pickle. <laughs> Only Joey. That's, like, quite the trip to the bathroom. Like, how many hands do you need? Like, there's sometimes where I'll, like, when I go take a bath, I'll bring my computer, then my headphones, I'll bring, like, a candle in, my phone, then my dog's following me in, usually my bath towel if it's not already in there. Like, I need, like, several trips to the bathroom. Right. (laughs) So, like, for him to get ready like that is just really funny. I also loved the two-curtain shower, like, where it splits in the middle. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's usually, like, what people do to, like, fancy up their bathrooms, but not necessarily, like, world map bathroom shower curtains. You know what I mean? Like, that's not usually, like, the fanciest version of that, but obviously they had to do it for filming purposes. Like, it just made the most sense to do it that way, but that's, like, a trend. Yeah. I have a question. I just thought about this. Um, Mm -hmm. So, later, in the later seasons, the bathtub... And maybe I'm thinking something crazy, but I thought that bathtub was in the back, like when you mm-hmm. walk in and not on the side. Yes. Am I yes. crazy or is it? Because I are know not that, crazy. I know that that's guy's where, like, apartment, it's that yeah. way. But because I remember the scene where Monica and it's coming up in the next season and Monica and Chandler are in the bathtub 
and she like has to go underwater but but I know that they also get the bathroom redone like the flooring yeah but you can't just say we did the bathroom flooring and then change the entire structure of the bathroom like the only and we'll have to see like where the toilet's situated but that is such a great call out I did not even notice that so good I job. literally just thought about it because I was did you okay the scene and I'm like wait a minute I thought of Chandler the- and Monica like when they like go under yeah like I thought yeah. the, the bathroom so was good. always like you walk in and it's on the far end so like where the camera would be yeah interesting anyways not the point I mean but- yeah you're right <laughs> We'll try and we'll try and like track that. Like yeah. try and keep that in the loose recesses of your memory and okay. we'll bring I'll that try. back up when I promise but I'll try. Whenever that comes circles back. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So then we go down the main part of the episode. We go down to the cafe. One of the only scenes that's not in the apartment. Yeah. Um, and Rachel is writing a note for Joshua because she has no guts to ask him out in person. Mm-hmm. So instead she's gonna sell him a coat and put the note in the pocket so then he can look at it when he leaves mm-hmm. so Chandler takes it because she's like she had like crumpled up a couple and thrown them and then written this new one so Chandler takes it and it says Joshua give me a call sometime guys like you never go out of style and Chandler <laughs> looks at her and he goes what did you throw away and it, yeah um, so then Ross and Emily walk in we find out that they saw a collection of Victorian doorknobs at a museum without Chandler, as he so funnily, funnily? That's not a word. I um, use that word, so I'd say it's valid. Rejected. It's he, valid on this podcast. He kind of has, like, like somebody will say something, and then he'll have, like, a line, and then someone will say something else, and then he has a line, like, this whole scene. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, like... Like, they said that, like, yeah, we just saw, went to this museum. And he goes, oh, without me? <laughs> and they all laugh. Um, and then Emily shows him a doorknob. And Monica was like, well, I don't know if you know, like, what you guys do in England. But in America, you don't take what's at the museum. She goes, no, I bought this at the the gift shop. They're, uh, yeah. LAX, their security lacks there a lot. And yeah. like, all of them kind of look at her like, did you steal this doorknob? And she's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, They're like really trying to gauge her humor level yeah, here. This is like no the idea. uniqueness when you don't have like someone in your friend group. Yeah, because you know, as far like as dating. we know, they've only like really met her a couple of times. Like they haven't. Yeah. Like we haven't true. had a moment where like all of them hang out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily leaves and then... The friends kind of ask, you know, how things are going, and he thinks that she's amazing and fun, and he's fun when he's with her, like, so much so that they signed up for helicopter classes, but she's leaving in two weeks, or two days, so he's not going to actually have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Mon asks if he's bummed that she's leaving, and I'm, I was pretty proud of Ross. You know, he said, like, we both talked about it at the beginning, and we prepared ourselves that this is a two-week thing, and then it's over. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And so Joey pipes in, and he's like, that's how long my relationships are. <laughs> but Chandler so lovingly tells him, well, in Ross's case, they both know that. Yeah, he definitely digs, like, digs at him a little bit, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Does. Um, so then Phoebe enters, and she's not happy because the baby is still craving meat, which she does not want to eat. I love how Ross, like, tries to get all up in there with Phoebe. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, Phoebe. And she's like, <laughs> like, she just totally blows him off. Yeah. She, like, swats at him like a fly. Yeah. So she tells him that she tried soy burgers to trick the baby, and she just got nauseous. And Chandler interjects, well, maybe that's because soy burgers suck. <laughs> I'm sure soy burgers have come a long way. Yeah. And the fact that there's, like, Beyond Burgers now, like... They things have totally changed. Yeah, I like actually, from the '90s. I actually prefer like vegan burgers to normal burgers. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I also don't eat dairy, so I'm weird. True, that's true. Um, except on Easter because I had a lot of dairy this weekend. Um, okay. The only other scene that's really outside of the apartment is Rachel's work. So she hold on before yes. we get to Rachel's work. There was a um. There, did you notice the sweatshirt or like the shirt on Joey? 
he had this brand. It looked like a big winky face. And literally the branding is called Chunky Beware. I didn't even know. And I was, okay. It had this weird logo on it. And as I was watching it, I was like, what the heck is that brand? It says Chunky B as if like B is a middle initial and then where, like Chunky Beware, but not Beware the word, like W-A or W-E-E. Oh my gosh, W-E-A-R. So it was like, it's like this weird like branding title. But what's hilarious is that there is, um, there is like, it was the logo that I saw but in a future scene when they're in the kitchen there is a piece of paper on the fridge in the background that has the chunky beware sorry my correction the shirt only had the logo like again it was like a side winky face thing but I so because I was like I don't know what that brand is then like two scenes later we're in the boys apartment and there's a sign on the kitchen uh the refrigerator that says chunky beware like that's a brand and i was like what are the chances that the brand would be like just re- like randomly cut out so that I, so that i could identify what shirt joey was wearing it was so crazy i was like that's never happened before so anyways just his shirt that he's wearing in the cafe is a chunky beware shirt anyways continue so we're at Rachel's work and Joshua's in the fitting room and she's writing a note to put it in the coat pocket so he walks out she puts it in and then she lifts up the coat and it's like classic like rain trench coat looking thing um and she puts it on him and he makes a joke about oh this is a good coat for flashing so she kind of like laughs so he goes to do what I think I would say a hundred percent of people do that have coats on is to go put your hands in the pocket I don't know. I just like to test to see where the mm-hmm. pockets are. Um, yeah, like where they land on you. Yeah. yeah she like sure. quickly stops him and makes up this lie that we don't allow people to put hands in the pockets until you're out of the store. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, that's weird. Why? And she goes, uh, and like kind of points to her nose like booger pickers um, and then like puts it in there. And he's like, yeah, I hate that they ruined that for everybody. Um. So then he starts, like, small talking and says, you know, like, I wore the cashmere sweater the other day on a date, you know, first date since the divorce. And Rachel's like, oh, like, trying to act nice, but, like, is also surprised. Um, and so she's like, oh, did do, do you love her? And he's like, <laughs> well, not, I mean, she's nice, but it made me realize that I'm not quite ready to date yet. So she's, yeah. you know, trying to, like, make small of the whole situation. And walks over behind him, basically frisks him and gets the note out of the pocket and then proceeds to tell him that it was a theft device. Um, But he noticed the other one, which is obviously the actual theft device. And she's like, yeah, well, we have to have that one, too, because obviously you can just rip this up. Right. Um, Anything else about that scene? No, I didn't have a single note. All right. So then now we're going to go to the apartment and we're in the apartment basically Mm -hmm. the rest of the episode. Right. Um, so Ross, one thing I'll say before she even opens the door, Ross is riding on the Magnus Doodle. Yes. And all he gets before she bursts in the door is Joey enjoys little. And then like he v. like little what? It's Joey eats little V. Is eats my, my thing autocorrected that silly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the magnet doodle. I think the he's v like in the middle of because, writing it. The V is because he was interrupted when she burst right. through the door. Right. So we don't actually know what he was going to write at the end. No. Um, and based on the cutoff, I don't want to know. <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> it was not a good cutoff point. <laughs> no. So Rachel bursts in and she proclaims that they are having a party tonight. Well, actually, in five minutes, everybody cancel mm-hmm. your plans. Um, she wants to throw a surprise bon voyage party for Emily, but really it's so that she can see Joshua outside of work and she can try to seduce him. So Rachel's passing out these clown party hats, pulling out these cheap party favors that she probably got at the dollar store. Um, and she goes to Ross to hand him a hat and he goes, as much as I would love to meet Joshua and warn him, um, (laughs) I already have special plans for me and Emily on her her last night here yes 
So naturally, it's perfect timing for Emily to walk in the door. And Rachel yells surprise. The friends yell surprise. And we find out that she's blown away. She's never had a surprise party before. And Rachel is like, oh, well, Ross planned the whole thing. Yeah, which kind was of a low. low. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so and Ross would look like a jerk if he was like, no, no. it's not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So a little while later, where Rachel's in the kitchen and Joshua's in the living room, Chandler walks over and is just confused. It's like, why are you over here? And he's over there. Mm-hmm. You find out she's trying to play hard to get. Josh looks over. She starts laughing or she asks Chandler to say something funny. And he goes like, what? And she just bursts out laughing. Yeah. And he's confused. And then Joey's like, what's funny? Chandler tries to explain it to him, and he's like, yeah, that, that one's a thinker. Yeah. Did you notice the medieval knight's helmet over Rachel's shoulder? <laughs> no, to be honest, I wasn't looking in the background. It's, like, in the kitchen, and it's just on one of the shelves, and it's just as the camera's looking at, you know, Jennifer Aniston, right over her shoulder is a legitimate-looking medieval knight's helmet. That's really I just random. thought it was very, yes, it's it has no place in, in the kitchen, but I thought it was funny. It's almost like it makes me wonder if the guys, because that kitchen's bigger than the one they came from, if they just like wanted to fill the space with something. So we're like, eh, this looks good. <laughs> yeah, because like they didn't have that much wall space in their apartment. Yeah, and like when you see Chandler's room later, there's so much stuff in there. Like I wrote some of the stuff down, but it was there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, so she grabs a can of cherries and walks over very awkwardly towards Joshua. And she's like struts over. It's so weird. Um, and she's holding this jar of cherries and she takes a stem out and she goes, um, do you want to, like, did you know that I could tie the cherry stem with my tongue? He's like, oh, okay. And so she goes to start doing it and she ends up choking on the cherry stem. Um, which is so funny. Side note: I the other day, uh, my mom got you tried a, this seductively. Well, no, she got a <laughs> uh, milkshake at Chick Fil A, and it came with two cherries. So I stole one of her cherries. Oh, nice! And I literally like this was like two days ago. I literally looked at her and I was like, I really, I like really want to learn how to tie this with my tongue. <laughs> so when this happened, I was like, wow, I just thought about You're doing like, that. This is so perfect. Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay. What what I think is great about this is that that move, the, the twisting the cherry stem with your tongue, was made famous by Sherilyn Fenn in Twin Peaks 1990. She previously appeared on Friends uh, the year before this in the one with Phoebe's ex-partner as Chandler's girlfriend with the wooden leg. Wow. Isn't that such a fun, like, cir- like close the loop, like, circle, like, full circle moment? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So a little over a little ways, um, Ross approaches Emily and says it's time to get going. We have drinks at the Four Seasons in 15 minutes and then the plaza for dinner. And she's just confused. She's like, why would you plan a party for the same time as all this other stuff that you have planned for us? So he comes up with, I mean, he naturally does what Ross does and makes up a lie. And says that American surprise parties are short. We yell surprise. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm so surprised. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, Llewellyn, before we go further, I have to say both of us are correct on the Magnadoodle. At 519, you see Ross writing on the Magnadoodle, Joey enjoys the when Rachel enters. Oh. At 602... When Emily enters, the Magna Doodle still reads the same, but then right at 6.06, which is only four seconds later, it reads, Joey eats little V. So you were right, and I was right. We were both right. So it changes. Changed. That's weird. Yes. I just had to not let you continue this episode until you knew that you were right <laughs> as well. I wouldn't be surprised if my autocorrect changed things, but that's good to know. <laughs> Wasn't my <Yeah>. eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, where was I? Oh, so... Sorry, yeah, no, I interrupted you. So he explains, you know, an American surprise party, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And Emily just tells him, like, I'm having a great time. Plus, Monica is telling her, telling me 
um, about the time that you dressed up as little old ladies and hosted make-believe tea parties. Mm. And Ross mm. is less than thrilled by that and does what I think a lot of <laughs> brothers and sisters do to each other and started like like squeezing the side of her leg, which is one of the things yeah. that I hate most. Oh, yeah. Um, right in your, like the top of your kneecap, yeah, where yeah. like that sensitive like the spot. The worst part. Oh, that's so annoying. Um, so then over in the kitchen, so it just kind of like hops around the apartment. It, yeah, it really does. Um, Joey's making a sandwich. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe is like basically pawing over it. And is asking, like, okay, what are you going to put on it next? And so he puts another piece of meat. How about now? Puts another piece of meat. And then what else are you putting? And so he puts another piece of meat. And she goes, you're such a genius. (laughs) And that's really, like, all that happens. Um, So then I think it cuts and comes back in. or Oh, no, Rachel comes back in, running in, in a new dress. But now the Magna Doodle says something different it says emily and then in all caps bon bonvoy crossed out sia yeah, yeah. <laughs> because somebody couldn't spell bon voyage bon voyage um so rachel comes in in a new dress and she asks the friends to help her zip up and so joey's helping her zip up but instead of going <laughs> up he's going down and she quickly tells him up joey <laughs> Um, so good so she tells Monica it's her lucky dress and she's like oh why because it shows more cleavage Um, and then Joey is like stroking her back like I'm assuming at first is trying to get like any lint or like hair or something off of it but he just like keeps going because he's Joey and he's inappropriate back is a really nice term to say lower back slash butt (laughs) backside well he like started like like, up and then he like wiping her butt by the end yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so he she's stops. like, you're good. Um, in the background, I love the fact that there's like a charcuterie board on the microwave. Um, us millennials, man, we love our charcuterie boards. <laughs> yes. um, I just thought it was funny. That was like, that's probably always been a thing. But like, we really, we really love it. Mm-hmm. So I just saw one and I was like, a charcuterie board. <laughs> it's great. Um, so she's admiring Josh from across the room. Joshua, sorry, from across the room. Um <laughs> Joshua. Just saying how cute he is and how she wants to kiss him, but how do I let him know I like him without kissing him? So Joey pipes in and suggests that she take her bra off. Like, that should get him. So then he tries to describe this movie, and first I think he says, like, Footloose, and then Chandler Mm -hmm. corrects him. And then he, like, starts to talk about the lady and, like, her uh, career or something, and he goes, yeah, well, she was actually... And then he looks at Chandler and he's like, do you want to tell the story? You seem to know a lot about this movie. And gets, like, super upset with Chandler. Um, yeah, so so Joey does tell Rachel that she should take her bra off through her sleeve, like, yeah. in what Chandler said, Slash Dance. And then he's seen Phoebe do that before in the one without the ski trip. Right. Um, but as he's talking to Rachel about it, the number of bites in his sandwich changes between, like, between the shots. Oh, so really? I just wanted to, yeah. There's, like, a little bit of a continuity goof there. Nice. He definitely was eating that as soon as he was done talking with her. Yeah. Um, so then Mon suggests mistletoe. Rachel reminds her it's not Christmas. Then mm-hmm. how about spin the bottle? Well, he's not 11. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so Ross and Emily walk over, and it looks like they're leaving. She's got her coat. Ross has got all of his stuff ready. So Joshua's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and head out, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rachel just interjects, well, you all must stay because there's this whole big thing that we have planned. And then it quickly cuts scene, and it's spin the bottle. Her explaining the rules. So she's explaining how to play. She, she spins it. Scrambling. And it lands on Gunther, of all people. And you mm-hmm. just see his, like, continents, like, change. Like, he's so excited. Like, I am going to get to this kiss Rachel. This is his moment. This is his moment to shine. <laughs> and she, like, gets close to him and then doesn't kiss him. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm just explaining the rules. Right, right. So then Joey goes first. He spins, gets Emily. They kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily spins because the rules are the next. The person that it landed on spins next. So she spins, lands on Joey. Monica says, now it's time to use tongue. <laughs> so then um, Emily spins again and it lands on Joey. But before Emily can get to Joey, Ross pulls her back and is like, let's let someone else play for once. Because yeah. he's very clearly jealous. He's not loving this at all. No. 
So Rachel spins, and somehow it actually lands on Joshua. I know. So um, good. And she starts crawling very, very awkwardly. Oh, it was so bad. Him. It was almost worse than the strut with the cherries. Yeah. I think it was worse. Um, but before she gets to him, Phoebe screams and stands up because the baby is kicking. Yes. So everybody jumps up to feel it, to, like, help her out. And Rachel is still crawling, physically, like, irritated. So she goes mm-hmm. over and she kisses his leg. What a, I mean, it's she's so just, weird. She's like, okay, everybody, just remember where you were sitting before. Yeah. <laughs> she needs this to happen. Yeah. And then when he, like, looks down to see what she's doing, she acts like she, there was a bug. Yeah. Now, this, this like, scene kind of back and forth, at one point, it's one of the few times that you can glimpse the missing wall in the big apartment. It's visible when the gang is playing Spin the Bottle, and the camera focuses on Phoebe, Joshua, and Gunther. So when it's at that angle, if you, like, look into the background, you can tell that, like, the missing wall isn't there. So, like, their angles, they didn't get quite right. Hmm. I didn't even look. I should have, because you're right. They were facing that direction. Yeah, it's only very, I mean, it's few times where you get to see that in the show. They, they normally do a pretty good job. Yeah. So then it cuts to the kitchen again, and this time it's Chandler making a sandwich. Um, and Phoebe tells him, you know, like, I never am going to eat meat. And he's like, well, why is that? And she goes, because it's murder. Cold-blooded murder. And he just kind of looks at her, pauses for a second. He's like, okay. And then goes to take a sandwich or a bite out of a sandwich, and she just goes for the other end and he jumps back and he goes there's a phoebe on my sandwich and it's just like hysterical but lets her have the sandwich anyway mm-hmm. and so joey comes over and he's like no phoebe like what are you doing um and she's like i can't help it like this is what the baby wants so i'm gonna have to eat it and so then he gives her this like terrible analogy of you know like when you're cheating on somebody it's you gotta do it right you gotta, yeah like you want to do it right and, um, like, I didn't even write it down because I was like, this is terrible. No, don't mm-hmm. say this. Um, and she's like, yeah. Like, she's even confused. Like, what are you going? And so he pulls two steaks, like, two giant steaks out of the freezer. Two rib eyes. Yeah. And he's like, this. You have yeah. to. Like, if you're going to do this, you got to do it right. Yeah. So then it cuts. And there. Honestly, when it comes to steak, I agree. Well, yeah. <laughs> When I mean, it comes to gonna, people, don't cheat. Right. If you're gonna <laughs> don't be a trash human. You're being. gonna cheat on food. Like if you're gonna go somewhere. Like if I'm gonna cheat on eating dairy, like I might as well eat like I'm gonna eat what I wanna eat. Right. A Reese's like, at the holiday time. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say give me an example of what you would and what you like <laughs> wouldn't waste it on, but that's perfect. A Reese's yeah. is perfect. Um Do they have non dairy Reese's? No, I mean, you can make them, but Reese's? no one's got time for that. No. Um, no, we do not. And it's like the holidays, like when they have like the eggs. We barely have time for this have, podcast. <laughs> when they have like the pumpkins, like those are the only ones I really eat because they're the best yeah. Reese's. Yeah. I have egg ones right now. Anyways, my roommate got them for I know me. my aunt it's has them sweet. and every time I go over, I eat like four. <sighs> yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You have to. Yes, yes, yes. And then I hate myself. Um, Mm. So they're in the living room, and she has eaten the whole steak. She's, like, licking the bone dry, basically. Uh Um, But then Uh she gets upset because she's like, you know, if I I eat meat at every meal, three meals a day, this many days, this many weeks, like, I'm still six Mm -hmm. months until my due date. Um, She's like, that's a lot of animals I'm going to be killing. And so she's, like, conflicted because... She wants to feed the baby what the baby wants, but she also doesn't want to kill animals. So then Joey comes up with this, what he thinks is a brilliant plan, um, and offers... Honestly, it is. I mean, it is. Like, for Joey, it's it's actually pretty brilliant. It is, but let's be real. Um, So so he offers to go meat-free until the baby is born so that no extra animals are dying. Yeah, he's going to trade out. Yeah, it's so sweet. I mean, I I get it. It's sweet. But, like, it's also Joey who eats sandwiches every day. I know. I, I, I don't think he's, like, really counting the cost of, like, what he's oh, yeah. telling her that he's willing to sacrifice. Right. And we see a little hint of that at the very end in the tag scene, which we'll get to. Yeah. But, like, he's – this – once again, I – like, it proves that Joey is the best of the friends. Yeah. 
he's just the best of them. Like the fact that he would be willing, like even the fact that he's offering, like Joey, like you know Joey, like he doesn't share food, like he loves his meat, he loves his sandwiches, yeah. like that's what he does. So the fact that he's even offering is like so kind. Yeah, you know, it just like randomly popped in my head, but like if a better option would be like if every one of the friends said for one meal I won't eat meat, like I'll be a vegetarian once a day. Ooh, you know, then, then they that trade would be, out. Yeah, that would be like easier. You're right. It's just and has like really no bearing, but like that was just my thought. Like if I had a friend that was vegetarian but had to eat meat, yeah, because they were pregnant, like I would. But also another thing that just popped in my head: she can't have lunch meat because as pregnant, you're that... not supposed to eat lunch meat. You know that is true, but I wonder if that's like a more recent thing. Like That's I true. feel like I feel like as we continue to move along in time and space, there's just like more restrictions happening. Yeah, pretty soon podcasts are going to be like a bad thing for you. Yeah, it's like radioactive and <laughs> horrible, and they mush your brain. Yeah, whatever. Um, Through like the continuous like droll on of just yeah. conversation and fun. <laughs> Anyways, so back to the story. Ross is still trying to leave. But Rachel enters in her old cheerleading uniform and pom-poms, whole nine yards. Rachel, oh no. And I will say that cheerleading uniforms have gotten skimpier and skimpier over the years. Yeah, that was relatively tame. Because that was real real tame. It was long Mm -hmm. sleeves and a long skirt. Like, even in my high school days, which weren't that long after this show... It was and like, like the, you know, they had like a wear... ruffly skirt, like the accordion type skirt. Yeah. Like that's like not even a thing anymore. Now. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, or spandex, straight up spandex. True. That's true. So she enters and Emily admits like, oh, I want to stay for the skit. So Mon mm-hmm. walks over, tries to talk her down, but quickly realizes that she really wants to see what happens. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rachel it's admits good. that she wants to give Emily a big old good, a big old American goodbye cheer. Yes. So she does this classic cheerleading spell where she spells out Emily's name and like, what's that spell? And they all yell, Emily. And then yeah. she goes to do cartwheels, which we all know is going to end bad. Mm. And she cartwheels from the kitchen into Chandler's room where we hear her fall very hard. Yes. And then she comes slowly walking out. And we find out that she's hit her face and her tooth has somehow loosened. So she's like kind of talking like. Sounds like my dreams. Out of the side of her mouth. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I swear, I woke up the other day and I had just had a dream where my right front tooth um, in my dream was like sticking so far forward because it was so loose that I literally just like pulled it out. Ew. And in this dream, I was like asking I was like, I was like, mom, oh my gosh, like, look what happened. Like my tooth fell out. Like we need to go to the dentist. Like I need to put back in, like we need to fix this. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, okay. But we had this, like in my dream, apparently we had like another financial decision that we had like pending that we had like allocated money for. And she's like, well, it's either this or that. Like you can't have both. And I was like, but mom, like my my tooth. it's my front tooth like if it's a back one like hasta luego like goodbye or whatever adios um but it was my front tooth and I was like I was like mom like how could you and then I woke up and I was like I did a quick check and all my teeth were there and fine but I pretty consistently have dreams of my teeth falling out that's hilarious um Quick, quick note, when Rachel is spelling Emily's name in her little, like, quote-unquote, cheer, she makes the L backwards. Just wanted to point that out. Nice. She's a little rusty. Um, Yes. So she acts like it's no big deal. Monica tells her she's done, and Joey says it's time for the bra. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) Joshua walks over and tells her, skit was great, but I gotta take off. And Joey takes, looks at her, and he just mumbles, take the bra off. And they all kind of look at him like, what? What? <laughs> so, so bad. Rachel escorts Joshua to Chandler's room to get his coat. To which, out of nowhere, Gunther leans over to Emily and says, Rachel's my girlfriend. <laughs> and she just looks so confused. As is, I think, everybody. Because, like, where did that come from? 
Um, yeah, he's probably trying to play on her ignorance. Yeah. You know, like, probably. just like, she's not in the group, so she wouldn't know. Right. So now we're in Chandler's room, which is still in the apartment, but I'm going to call it Chandler's room. Um, yeah, because it is. Yeah. And Joshua said that it was fun, and Rachel just sarcastically was like, yeah, it was real fun. So she, he's putting his coat on, and she decides, like, all right, I'm going to do it. So she tries the bra trick, and she's trying to get it out. Mind you, she's wearing long sleeves, so it's mm-hmm. harder to get a bra out of your arm yeah. when you have long, tight long sleeves on, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So she's try- trying to get it out, and all the while he's, she's saying, you know, like, this, is, this used to be my bedroom, and there's lots of memories in here, and if these walls could talk, they would tell you about a lot of memories and <laughs> is struggling this whole time to get the bra off. And yeah. he offers to help her. She declines. Which, why would you offer to, like, what is happening? Because he's just trying to be nice. Um, But she gets mad and she says, forget it. This is not how this night was supposed to happen. Yeah. So then naturally he's confused because he's like, well, how was it supposed to happen? Um, And she asks him to look away when she says it because she can't say it to his face. Right. So she tells him the real plan was to get him there, seduce him. And then Joshua does something that I don't think she saw coming um or or we or saw we, coming really. for that matter <laughs> yeah. i had no idea i forgot <laughs> um he confesses that he doesn't wear suits to work but he bought six of them from her and in her stewing That's anger so romantic <laughs> which i feel like i would be the same way in the situation i'd be like well you told me that you needed them because <laughs> she's like she like totally misses the point yeah she's like thinking he's just laying it on thick she's like he's... i thought you needed them <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's like, no, like I didn't, but like, I kept coming back because I wanted to see you because I like you. Yeah. And so now like all the cylinders are firing and she's understanding and she's shocked. Um, and then he tells her like, aside from tonight, uh, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're sophisticated and she's thrilled. (laughs) And then he goes, but none of which. He's like, none of which I'm pulling from tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he says, but. And she's like, no, I don't like butts. Don't say butts. Yeah. Um, he's like, but my marriage just ended and I'm not quite ready to get into anything. Mm, I so just sad. need a little bit of time. And you can tell that Rachel feels like bad and feels like upset or whatever. But she grudgingly says, okay. Like, I, she understands that. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Chandler's room? Um, yeah, let's take a turn about the room. Uh, there are games everywhere. Yep. Toys, like legit children's toys. There's a, I know, there's a small version of like an air hockey table, like a, like a lap version. There's baseball art, and there's lots of lamps that are very colorful, like the kind where you move each of the five lamps to, like, a different position that, like, I had in my room in, like, high school and middle school. Um, It's just very – it looks like a children's room. I just wanted to point that out. And it's still very pink. We are in a grown man's room, and there – you cannot tell. Yeah. You cannot tell that anything adult happens in that room. Right. Not much adult happens in that room, probably. (sighs) <sighs> yeah <laughs> that's good that's good, that's good. <laughs> um since janice thinks he's still in yemen um that's true that's true so now we're in the hallway and we see ross drinking on the stoop oh wait real quick that yeah. very last scene in the room did you notice the very obvious camera swap in video quality no, I like wasn't as she's getting like really attention. rejected. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the quality of like their conversation back and forth was fine, but at the very last scene, as she's like processing the fact that he's like legit said no, all of a sudden it takes like a really big dive in quality, as if like maybe they had to zoom in to cut something out, and that like made the pixels like really weird. But there's an obvious shift in that very last scene mm-hmm. in the bedroom. And I was like, whoa, that is, that's like, that brings me back to like the very first couple of episodes where they do those just quick jokes. Yeah. And you can tell that like some scenes are done with a nicer camera and some were like maybe the initial ones that were done on a crappier camera or something. But I just wanted to point that out for those of you that were watching and realized that too. Interesting. 
Also, uh, before we move on, there's one that I kind of forgot is more of a continuity thing when she uh, back to the cherry stem um, because they're near the drink table when this happens. So at the time, he's holding a blue cup in his left hand and nothing in his right, which is obviously the most op- like obvious when she's offering him a cherry. Um, but when she begins to choke, he raises his empty right hand to pat her on the back. And then when she walks away, there's a sudden like there's a bottle in his raised hand. The shot changes, his hands empty again, and then he reaches down to the table and picks up the same bottle. So I just wanted to, like, for those of you that noticed that, too. Nice. Yes. So we're in the hallway, last scene before the tag, um, Mm -hmm. and Ross is drinking on the stoop, and Rachel walks out and says Joshua left so they can leave and enjoy their evening. Um, And Ross says Emily's enjoying the party, and plus it's too late for his plans. Um, Mm. So Rachel apologizes, but at first the apology is a little not so nice. Um, And then she's like, well, if it makes you feel any better, I made a good, like, a fool of myself tonight. And he's like, yeah, well, that that does actually make (laughs) me feel a little better. Um, So then she comes over and sits next to him, and she apologizes again, and this time I feel like it was actually sincere. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ross just mentions, he's like, I didn't want it to end like this way. Yeah. So Rach- Rachel, Rachel, wow. <laughs> Rachel offers that maybe he doesn't want it to end at all. Um, you, you know, you made this commitment, but Emily spent the whole evening talking to his friends, asking to hear mm-hmm. stories about him, looking yeah. at photo albums. Like you don't, you don't do that if you're just in it for two weeks. Yeah. And then she notices his watch and's like, you know, you have 14 hours until she has to be at the airport. Why are you sitting in the hallway with a fat lip cheerleader, a 28-year-old fat lip cheerleader, when you could be in there doing something with her? Yeah. So he's like, no, you know, you're right. So she gets up, uh, or he gets up, and he goes to walk in the apartment, but he stops and he asks, well, which photo album is it that she's seeing? And Rachel goes, I don't know, like you and a bunch of albino kids? And he, like, stops and thinks for a minute. He's, she's the, he's like, Rachel, it's not albino kids. That was space camp. Oh, no. <laughs> so good. So he goes back inside. And then Chandler comes out with garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the funniest line to me in the whole episode. She looks at him and she goes, you're pathetic. You're a pathetic loser, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, all right, come over here and sit down. So he comes Chandler's in sweater under his sweater vest. I was like, yes. I love Chandler. It was so great. He was it's like, the first time in a while that I've seen him wear something that I was like, yes. He was Chandler. like not like important in this episode, but I feel like he had so many good one-liners that it was just like, if you weren't here, it'd be weird. Yeah. Um, but so he sits down next to her and like nothing happens because Joshua comes back. Right. And he's like, all the things I said about not being ready are true, but, and she says, ooh, I love that, but. <laughs> And then they appear like they're going to go kiss, and they realize that Chandler's there. So she asks him if she want, if he would like to go get coffee. Mm-hmm. So then they walk into her apartment. Yes. And it cuts. So anything else about the main episode? Um, not the main episode, but I have like a final statement when you're done. Okay. So then we go to the tag, and we're back in the apartment. Phoebe is making a sandwich, and this time Joey is watching. And he's watching her put all the meat on this sandwich. And then he looks at her and is like, so when is the due date again? She's like, it's six months from now. And then he makes... Oh, and then he tells her, like, well, what if, like, a cow dies of natural causes? Can I eat that meat then? And she goes, well, not if I get to it first. And then it cuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great. Okay, so final wrap-up for this episode. Um, There are various extra scenes in the uncut DVD version of this episode. I'm going to run through them very quickly. In the opening scene, Phoebe enters the apartment and angrily knocks over a cereal box. When Ross and Emily come to Central Perk, Chandler speaks to Emily with a British accent, and Monica mentions how Chandler always does it when he's around Emily and tells him to stop, to which Chandler responds by saying, oh, ho, ho, I think you like it. I think you can't resist me when I do it. You want to eat me up like a cream pumpet? 
that, that was good. Good job. Thank you. Um, during the party, Monica gives Ross the alternative uh, version of the finger after he squeezes her leg for telling Emily about his childhood and telling Emily that Monica being overweight is the reason why swing sets were strengthened. Yikes. Wow. Uh, when the gang and then when the gang were playing spin the bottle on Chandler's turn, the bottle lands on him and he says story of my life. He then spins again and the bottle lands on Joshua. Chandler then says story of my father's life. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that scene somewhere. Uh, like on some like Instagram or something. Yeah. that Because um, if you have the like uncut DVD versions, then like, you know, people have access to that. So anyways, that's that's, that's the funny. final note for this episode all right favorite scene my absolute favorite scene is um in the hall with rachel and ross wow. i you know me i don't have very many like fond feelings towards rachel or ross i don't like like them as characters i really don't like rachel as a character but i think rachel being as honest as she was and like really bringing to light the like the fact that Emily Emily's would only be interested in you like by showing you all the things that she's done like she's talking to your friends she's looking at photo albums like she's been here all night hanging out with your people like if that doesn't mean she doesn't like you then like I don't know what it is like it's honestly the best thing she could have done for them and I'm proud of her um unselfish stance in that part of the episode like it was by far my favorite scene in the episode nice. what about you um, I think my favorite scene, oh gosh, I think it would probably be when in the cafe, um, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't care for this episode all that much. Sure. But I think probably in the cafe, just all of Chandler's like little one-liners that he would interject, mm-hmm. they were just funny. And to me that like made that whole scene. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. What about episode writing system? Um, I'd probably honestly give this one like a Marcel. Ooh. Um, wow. I mean, wow. it was funny. It had some moments and, you know, it kind of develops both Joshua, Rachel, Emily, and Ross. But yeah. um, I don't know. Like like you said, like I'm not a huge Rachel fan and this one was like, you know, 80% Rachel. And she was just making a fool out of herself. Like, just own up and talk to the guy. Just, like, tell him, you know, I kind of like you. Like, I know you're not ready, but could this yeah. be anything? Yeah. I mean, I say that as if, like, I would go and do that to somebody. But um, <laughs> still, it's like you're a 28-year-old female. Like, I think you can do better. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't – I mean, I remember the episode, but it's not – it's never been one of my favorites. So I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, I guess like now that I'm thinking of it, like thinking of it logistically, I, I sort of agree with you. I'll probably give it a Marcel and I know it's been a while, but I think I'm going to add on a tag rating, which for those of you that have like, haven't been here in a while or haven't realized it in a while, but a tag is a 0.5 rating. So I'm giving it a Marcel plus a tag. Um, For all the reasons you said, I really don't like Rachel. I don't think the one shining moment like outweighs the fact that she was like a complete idiot, like the entire episode. Um, And the way she played it was so, I just didn't, like, I didn't enjoy it. Like the way that she went about, even when he said she liked, like the way that she responded, I was like, oh my gosh, like compose yourself, woman. (laughs) Yeah. For for the love of, ah. Um, And then like. Chandler was, like, really a side character. Like, Phoebe, like, it was interesting just because she goes against her own, like, integrity in order to care for the baby, which is just a really weird way to play that script. Um, So, yeah, I, I'll i pretty much agree with you, except for I'll just, like, a little bit more just because I don't, like, entirely hate it. Cool. Um. Okay, post-show wrap-up. It's trivia time. Okay, I got to say that I – when we were doing this, I accidentally flipped one of the cards. So I saw the answer. Um, but okay. I think you okay. can still get it. Okay. Um, so Oof. I'll start with the other one first. So what did Joey use to create an extra long poking device? Chopsticks. Oh, chopsticks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of animal did Joey think would be a good addition to his World War One movie? 
This is the one I accidentally saw. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. World War One movie? Wait, a what, animal? Yeah. Because remember, it's kind of like set in the desert. Mm. Well, that does not help me. What's a dry weather That's... animal? We don't have them in America. A dry weather animal. A camel? No. I guess it's not really dry weather. <laughs> I was going to say a bird. So we just don't I have don't them in America. I know that much. Okay. Uh, mm, I'm sorry. They I don't hop. know. They hop. A bunny? No. <laughs> we have bunnies? Oh, a kangaroo. Yes. Do you mean they're not native here? Because we definitely <laughs> I, yeah, but they're not like wild. Have you ever here. been to a zoo? Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't consider the ones in the zoo as like being. I mean, they are here, but they don't. You're like, like we don't have them here. <laughs> they don't like naturally live here. Pretty sure I was at the zoo a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like they're there. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like native to the area. Okay, I understand. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for those kangaroo. Man, okay. Uh, Social media spotlight. I've decided to stop just doing one at a time because I feel like they're like compiling really quickly. So I'm going to have a couple that I'm just going to like swing at you. We had a new friend reach out on Instagram. New friend? Yeah. Victoria Solarte. Um, Sorry if I'm butchering that, honestly. Uh, She responded to one of our Instagram stories where we mentioned Chandler um, it was like Chandler Bing's quarantine. It was about a month ago. Okay. And I w- and it was like Chandler, we'd spend every one of those days with you and it's just like a montage of just Chandler in his house with like the chick and the duck. And Victoria said, I feel personally attacked as this was me during all of quarantine, but my dogs were duck and chick. <laughs> Thanks, Victoria. I love it. Um So that's Victoria. Thanks for being a new friend and reaching out to us. We have another new friend that reached out to us. I know. So exciting. Christy Schramm. She said, I am a new friend. I have been binging your podcast and I just made it to the the last episode. I'm so disappointed that I now have to wait week to week to listen. I've decided in the meantime, I will listen to Two Star Podcast. You're welcome. Those guys are so funny on your show. (laughs) Thanks for the great podcast and keeping me entertained while I do my housework. Friends was on TV during my last few years of high school and my young adult years. Your pod has taken me back to a simpler time and brought back so many memories. So I reached out as a response and just asked, like, how she found us. I still haven't heard back yet, but Christy, thank you so much for reaching out. Love that. Um, We obviously love our two-star friends. um, And I told her that they can't wait to give their input on this whole Emily storyline. So that is obviously coming up later at the end of the season, which is coming here in just, like, I don't know, like a month? Yeah. A month and a half, maybe? Um, so thank you, Christy. We are really happy that you reached out. Then, um, some of our faithful few, we've got Manang, um, Lan Kumar. Uh, I just have to say, Llewellyn, that Manang has maybe started to edge over into my side and how he sees the office. He technically still agrees with you that he's on your side and he doesn't like like it, but he's been sending us some office memes and he's like, I might kind of like the office. So I think he's a little on the fence, which I'm Don't okay convert. with. Don't convert. <laughs> I said, come guns. over to the dark side. <laughs> um, also, Manang. He shared our um, podcast with friends that he has in a, uh, it's like a thread on Discord. (sighs) Forgive me. I'm like an elder millennial. I think Discord is like a chat platform. Is it like a streaming thing? Oh, maybe. It might be. Um, but they have a thread specifically. It's called something with like the couch or something like oh, that. I'm like at it right there's... now. It's it's literally a picture of the couch and then it yes. says, but they don't the couch, know that right? we know that they know we know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. So he he like he put us out there and said, I shared y'all with the, with a server in Discord. So thank you so much for sharing us with like your peeps. Huh. And I you said that. that we're really good. Thank you. I know. I was like, you should have warned them about season one. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But he did continue saying, just listen to episode uh, 70, no, 97. Can't believe y'all are almost at 100 episodes. Congrats. 
Um, Leanne said at one point, it's kind of a waste of time or something, but I think what you guys do is amazing. The podcast has really helped me get through a lot, especially with COVID, and I really am grateful to you for doing it. So thank you, Manang, as always, for being um, a consistent friend and uh, interactor with us um, on social media. And then uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Mahir Timbadia. Uh, also, um, I love, I like, we love how you guys are just sending us like, um, it, like reels and things like that just to interact with us. Like, sorry if we don't always get back to you. We do eventually see them. So we appreciate the interaction. Um, now, Mahir mentioned... Um, trying to find it he said uh oh in episode 97 the one where Chandler goes to Yemen Llewellyn your Janice impressions are spot on he said just loved them (laughs) so I feel I felt like I had to like share that for like share that um with you because that's great um because when we're doing it it's usually like sorry just hit my thing but when we're doing it it's usually just like plugging our nose and like going for it so anyways that is our social media spotlight so let's start bringing it to a close with recommend to a friend Llewellyn what is this um okay oh wait the second one yes 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 and yes I'll probably wait till next week to do that one unless we want to just do it now and it can be both of ours it can be both of ours because I kind of want to push mine anyways yeah go for it because I would also agree I can't believe I didn't say anything but Um, yes well I just saw it it. so I honestly and I just need you to know that I didn't even see the trailer to this movie before I went and saw it um okay my mom had actually was like was wanting to go see it because she loves um who does she love Sandra Bullock Oh, I love Sandra Bullock. So she was like, I have to go see this. Um, <laughs> so anyways, long story short, we went and saw it finally this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very clearly the youngest person in the entire theater, um, which I thought Why? was just funny. I don't know. Well, first off, it's, <laughs> Sandra been, out, Bullock's a classic. it's been out for a couple of weeks. But um, that's true. We that's went true. because I, I just can't do like premieres or like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night movies anymore. Just because, like, I don't need to be sitting next to 500 other people. Like, okay. give me some space. So I'm okay, the one. Grandma. Okay, I'm the one that will go to the very first showing in like the morning on a Saturday. So we went at like 12 o'clock on Saturday, and it was glorious because nobody was in our row. Have you um, already been up by like six hours by then? Yeah, <laughs> like yes. old people. Yes, you wake up at six. Um. And it was just funny because we were we were in the movie and like every time someone would walk in, I'd look at my mom and I'm like, I think she's like 10 years older than the last person. She's <laughs> five years older than the last person. I'm definitely the youngest in this movie theater. Um, but anyways, I digress. What I'm recommending you go see and see it quick because I'm sure it'll leave theater soon is The Lost City. Guys, it's so good. It's so funny. And I honestly it's hadn't so seen the- like I hadn't seen any trailers. So I was like, I have no idea what this movie's about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could guess from the, the the picture and the title, but sure, um, it's essentially a writer. I won't give it all away, but essentially a writer who um, wrote her last book, and she gets kidnapped, has to, and is trying to like find this um, the lost this city. Lost of city. Yeah, and you know the the cover the. <laughs> the guy on her cover the cover model is the one that has to like try to come save her and it's just it's just funny it's very funny it's got moments of like oh that was sweet um and it was the epitome of a true rom-com oh yeah and like like, you really couldn't get better on the cast i felt like they casted it so well like brad pitt oscar nunez like Honestly, though, in Harry Potter, like when he (laughs) showed up and he and the guy he played, I was like, what? So good. (laughs) I was so like shook. But um, it was good. It's very funny, guys. And it's not like and it's not like super inappropriate humor. Like I felt like it was not at all. I mean, obviously it had its moments, but I felt like it was overall a pretty decent movie. And Channing Tatum is just fun to look at, and he's a good actor, so you should definitely he's, go see him. He is still very attractive. He's so very attractive. Um, also, 
I did see the previews and like I wanted to see it because again I love Sandra Bullock and I thought like okay with Channing Tatum and him like it's gonna be like somewhat funny somewhat rom-com like it's gonna be fun but and and there's like a certain level of humor that you kind of like you kind of have a certain expectation when you walk into those types of movies like it's gonna be sort of funny like chuckle funny and it's gonna be like sort of romantic but it's just going to be like a feel-good movie. Like you expect, like this isn't going to be a horrible movie. It's just going to be kind of a feel-good. Me and my friend, I'm like, we were laughing so hard <laughs> at their the the um the the physical humor, like the way that <laughs> the way that like Channing Tatum like looked like looked slowly to one side at one point. Or, like, the way that she was, like, trying to crawl out of the um, yeah. hammock. Like, the body, the, like, they talk about physical comedy a lot. And, like, even the show Friends, like, David Schwimmer, that's what he does. He does physical comedy, like, pretty well. This, it was so, I was blown away by how fun it was. Honestly, it's one of my favorite movies I've seen in a while outside of, like, Spider-Man and yeah. things like that. It was so good. I I just thought it was so funny too. Like there was a lot of like dialogue between the two of them that mm-hmm. I remember looking at my mom at one point and I was like, they just had an entire conversation that if I were in that moment, I would have had in my mind, like back and forth with each other. It's yes. like they just said everything that you always think. Yeah, I'm like, this is hilarious. It was so, I, it was so good. This is so funny. It w- it was good. So good. Love it. So Great recommend to a friend. I cannot believe like I was so pumped about it and I didn't I recommended it to all my coworkers like the day after. I was like, you have to go see the Lost City. Like <laughs> I can't believe I didn't say it. So great pick. I can't wait to hear what your next one is because that is a funny little name. Yeah, well you'll have to wait till next week. Ooh, what a good teaser. <laughs> Speaking of, we're gonna cover the one with the free porn. Yes. Might so. be explicit. <laughs> warn the children so we will catch you guys next week on the one with the friends podcast